Hi friends, welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hey guys, I'm Addison and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. We are so excited to be joined by another guest this week at the beginning of a whole new series. And today we are talking to Josue. So Josue, will you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Josue. Um, I live in, in Aguiland, Brian Call Station area, and uh, I'm from Colombia, and I am very happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We're so excited to talk to you um, about advice for high schoolers. But before we jump in, we're going to do some just random get to know you questions just for fun. So the first question is, which superpower would you not want to have? invisibility because uh if you go to sleep and you have your uh, eyelids and they're uh, transparent it'll be really hard to go to sleep unless you wore like one of those things you know like to cover your eyes but then you'd be visible so it's kind of you know you wouldn't be able to sleep so that's what that's my thoughts that is so true i like never would have thought of that but that would be so uncomfortable like you'd just be able to see all the time um I said that I would not want to be able to read people's minds because I'm really sensitive and I think I would just get my feelings hurt a lot. (laughs) And I'm also like already really nosy as is. And I like don't need more fuel to that fire, but I think it'd just be setting me up for failure if I could read people's minds. I agree with you, Addie. That was my answer. I wouldn't want to read people's minds. I think um, like during conversations, like I get really distracted. So if I was talking to someone and I could read their mind, I feel like like I would just be all over the place. Um, the next question is, would you rather play in the sand or play in the water when you're at the beach? Uh, the water, uh, more of a risk taker for one. And for two, I recently went to the Atlantic Ocean uh, when I, I went on a trip with my brother and just seeing it when it was dark, I know like sharks, right? But just the emptiness of it was really beautiful. So I'd rather play in the water. Mm, see, that's actually terrifying. Like water in the dark, like specifically oceans and lakes in the dark. It just looks like an abyss and it terrifies me. Um, I like the water during the day though. I can't lie, but I would choose like the sand because I just think there's more to do in the sand. Like boogie board in the water for sure. But at the sand, it's like I can dig holes. I can play spike ball or volleyball I can do a lot of things in the sand so like if I had to choose one but I also like hate sand it's really annoying and it gets everywhere and I like still have sand in my shoes from like two and a half weeks ago when I went to the sand dunes and it like drives me insane (laughs) so I don't know but I mean I if I was at the beach I wouldn't complain I'd do either yeah I would just be happy to be at the beach but I would choose water because um sand like hot sand is is just the worst like when it's really hot and it just burns your feet, it's not fun to me. And also just sand gets, is anno- annoys me really. So I would choose the water because I, I've always liked going to the pool at the summer and also going to the ocean in the summer. So that would be my answer. So the last question is what was the weirdest text message you've ever received? Uh, so I, I work in carpet cleaning and what so we have to go in a sequence with other people who are also cleaning the apartments and so sometimes there are painters sometimes there are uh, like cleaning people and there was one uh, text message i received in that context was there's a toilet seat under the the bed uh because 
because the people they took it out and they just put it in the carpet and we have to clean it and in order we had to yeah so yeah like out of context incredibly strange um i think mine is this is like from my best friend in the entire world in a little context about her she loves green beans with like her whole heart she like truly just loves green beans um, and like one day, I mean, I think it was like a Tuesday at like 3 p.m. It was like the randomest thing in the entire world. She just was like, you really remind me of green beans, like and genuinely like meant it. And I was like, it was a compliment. Like I took it as a compliment coming from her. But like, I think out of context, if somebody had read that on my phone, they'd be like, what, what does that mean? Because like, I kind of get it. Like if you were like tall and skinny, like green bean, you like are shaped like one. That's kind of like the thing. But like, that's not I'm like short for sure so just you remind me of green beans and that was it um yes but that's funny because the same friend that texted Addie that um for her art class so if you guys okay let me just start from the beginning (laughs) it was so over spring break um me and this friend we were hanging out and we started taking wide angle photos of each other and those are the funniest pictures to take if you don't know what I'm talking about they're just so funny it's this like setting on your camera and you like zoom out and it just makes your face look really funny so she took a wide angle photo of me and then like three weeks later she painted that wide angle photo for her art class and so um the other day so like I've so she texted me a picture of the artwork and it was like really it was just like funny and we all had we all laughed about it and this was like back in like April and May. And then the other day, she just texted me the picture out of nowhere. And I was at work and I just died laughing. It was really funny. So that's my long answer for that question. But now that we've done some get to know you questions, I think we should just dive right in. So our first question is, what was your high school experience like? Uh, I, th- I think the short answer is that it was a time of a lot of growth. Uh, a lot, a lot of growth. I do not see myself like I saw myself uh, freshman year. Um, so many things changed, so many different perspectives. And uh, now more specifically, I did soccer uh, freshman year. <clears throat> then I did cross country. I did cross country all the way to junior year. But then COVID happened and I didn't do neither cross country nor track uh, senior year. Um, but it was, it was, I think it was a great time. I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was re- generally really fun. Solid. Yeah, I would say high school. Um, I would actually hope that it's a time of growth for a lot of people. Um, I don't think many people would want to stay the same person that they were freshman year. Um, I know I wouldn't. I think my high school experience is, I mean, obviously I'm still in it, but I've grown and changed a lot. Like I'm not friends with the same people I was at the beginning of high school, um, which is a blessing from God. Um, but I think for incoming freshmen, if you stay the same, you're probably um, not taking all the growing opportunities that you should and like you kind of have to like push yourself out of your comfort zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah definitely I would also say that um in high school um there's a lot of like change that happens freshman like every year of high school like for me every year has looked different and it's changed and I think for me I've had to learn how to embrace the change every year like different schedules maybe you're closer with some friends some years than others um so I think something that I learned a lot was just embracing change so our next question is what advice do you have for incoming freshmen about high school or just advice in general so 
<clears throat> back when I was like 13 or pretty young, I watched this video. That was very important in my life. It was, I think his name's Simon Sinek. He talks about millennials. And he talks about uh, how vulnerable teenage years are and how we transition from a, a life where our acceptance is dependent on our parents to acceptance depending on our peers. And in that change and in that dynamic, uh, you can become very vulnerable to addiction and to many different um, coping mechanisms that stay with you throughout your life. So uh, I think one of the greatest advices is to understand that you're in a vulnerable position um, where, where many things might come that will try to become your coping mechanism, become your ground and your go-to when, when things don't feel right and when you have your ups and downs. But, uh, but the, greatest, the greatest rock and the greatest foundation is Jesus. And if we're able to understand that high school is the time to find a greater dependence in him, because that's when, when you're going through a lot of stuff and when you're able to understand and, and realize that he is your foundation and he is, he is the person who, who truly, truly loves you. And more, more practical advice, what I say, uh, I'm, I'm sure in all high schools, everybody deals with like cliques and, you know, people base their identity on, on who they hang out with and their sport. And, you know, you have the nerds here, the popular kids over here and all that. And an advice that really worked for me was to not really let those things define who I am or like feel less or more than other people just because of something I do that is external and you know, and, and to not let, because high school, you, you're in your little box. And a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of those things form and you shouldn't let those things define you. And, and the friends that you're your freshman year, well, a lot of them will actually, um, uh, your friend group will look a lot smaller. So really enjoy your freshman year. That's what I'd say. Yeah, for sure. And I think like high school is terrifying to like a lot of people, especially going into freshman year. Um, I know for me, I was in a terrible place mentally. Um, and if you guys have listened to my testimony, we just finished a testimony series and I was the first week. Um, you'll know this, but if not, don't worry about it. I'll just tell you again. Um, my freshman year, I was in like a terrible place mentally, like I just said, but I also spent all of middle school and like pretty much all of my freshman and half of sophomore year just like fighting my identity in anything other than the Lord. Um, and I think like, Jose, exactly what you're saying is just like freshman year can be like, a really great time because high school is, I hate to say this guys well high school does just get harder um and it's like not going to be the peak of your life like I always I always joke that I peaked freshman year or I peaked in middle school or something like that just as a joke but it's like it's really not going to be the peak of your life so like do not depend on that um but like freshman year is like going to be the lightest and um, workload wise so I would like enjoy your time and be really intentional and in who you would surround yourself with and like Jose is saying, um, I wouldn't, I would highly, highly suggest trying to stay away from um, being like super exclusive and clicky with people and because like your friendships and your friend group is going to grow and change all at different rates um, and growing away from people and growing towards people is totally normal and it's good and healthy and that's how God created relationships to be. Um, and it's like not bad, but I think a lot of times freshmen are like, whatever, whoever is friends with in middle school and previously, like, I'm still going to stay friends with him because those are my friends. And, but like, it's normal and healthy for them to change. And you want to have like a good perspective going into high school of like, I wrote a letter to myself that my whole school did. We, they made us do like 
write a letter to yourself and then freshman year and then senior year, you'll get it back whenever you graduate. And I like have no idea what's in that letter, but I know for a fact that if I mentioned anything about friends or anything um, about like who I was surrounded with, who I liked, whatever, I like am going to have a different opinion about it now. And it's like probably going to make me cringe to read it and it's going to be really uncomfortable. But at the same time, because of my freshman year, I'm like shaped into who I am today. And like the Lord's will and the Lord's plan is so much better than anything you can do for yourself. And, and it's like, it doesn't have to be scary. It can just be something that you lean into. Yeah, definitely. I think something that I would tell um, an incoming freshman would just be like, like seasons in high school might be really hard, but like God's going to use that and you're going to grow through that. Um, And also I would just say, uh, be dependent on him, be on God. And I have a verse for that. Um, It's John 15, five. It says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And um, I've kept, this verse has kept popping up this past year in my life. And I think it really um, is important to remember that in high school, there's a lot of um, fake vines out there that could, um, that you could connect to that um, won't fulfill you. And so I think um, going into freshman year or just um, in high school in general, like if you're going into sophomore, junior, senior year, remembering that Jesus is the only true vine. um, And if you, you better, or you should abide in him. So our next question wait i have something to add okay before you do that sorry <laughs> sorry i was like doing interrupt um i would say that romans 12 2 i just read about this in a college essay like it's one of the questions so it's like fresh on my heart and um, romans 12 2 just the last part of the verse like pretty much b is when you will be able to test and improve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will and uh, and that's like through um it uses the words like through testing and um, you will grow discernment essentially. And, um, and like Sophia is saying, like there will be extremely, extremely trying times all throughout high school. And especially in your freshman year, um, as so many things are changing, but through the testing of your faith, um, and just through those trials comes discernment so that you can, um, just grow closer to the Lord and learn how to be grateful for what you have and all the good things, um, that come with being a Christian and growing closer to the Lord and learning how to reflect him better. So that's encouragement for that. Yeah, definitely. So we'll be right back to our show, but first. Hold up. It's time for a commercial break. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, you probably should go do that. (laughs) Our Instagram will be in the show notes. um, And you should also follow Josue because um, he's pretty cool. And you should watch his um, graduation um speech if you haven't watched it because it's pretty cool um and next if you want to email us go ahead and email us at our hearts at gmail.com if you want there's two s's if you want to um talk to us or um, have any prayer requests you should email us um and you should also leave a rating and review on the platform that you're listening with we love those and they're super encouraging um so if you feel called you should do that um and i think that's all so now back to our show So our next question is, how did you balance your faith in the high demands of high school? So I was an overachiever in high school. I wanted to do everything and I wanted to be better than everyone, everyone else. 
So that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I was valedictorian, you know, uh, connected to what you said about the, the letter. So I actually wrote a letter from to myself. And when I, when I got back and I, as they handed me my diploma, as I came down, they handed me a, a plastic bag and it had a letter in, in there that I wrote to myself. And I was very bold. And I said, I wanted to be valedictorian and I wanted to have it. And this is, these are the steps you need to do. These are how I, you, I took caffeine pills at, at, at one point. And all, all the things you have to do, you know, go, this is the route, you know, you have to work hundred percent. So for a time, like the start of my, my, my high school career, I didn't really balance uh, my faith. I didn't really uh, put much, I was more like a Sunday thing. It wasn't really like a, a day, everyday devotional. But then uh, stuff happened, life turned upside down and um, I'm in Colombia, and I'm in a, in a council meeting and uh, one of one of the people that I'm talking with, uh, he, he tells me a, a quote um, that, that kind of changed my life. It's in Spanish, and I, I, and I translated it to make it sound tweetable. And, said, and he said, you should rather get a lower grade than to degrade your love for him. And, and, I, and I, I realized that the number one priority was him and that all things flow from him. And, and, and to do things as you're doing them for him. So my practical, like the practical advice was, like one hour before I went to bed, because I, I, I couldn't do mornings. Uh, so one hour before I went to bed, I would spend an hour. And it doesn't matter, like if I if I have to sit there looking at the clock, I would spend an hour and I would dedicate 100% for him. And then slowly, like that became enjoyable. And it wasn't a task, it wasn't a, a, a checklist, it actually became relationship. Uh, the, the more I did it and the, and the more I seeked him, because Bible says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And what is the greatest reward we could ever have if not him, if his presence and, and his his character and his similitude. And so that's that, that's that's how I balance it, to just be disciplined in, in myself that no matter what I had, no matter how early I had to get up, I would always spend an hour before I went to bed uh, with him. And actually it turned from a checklist and a chore and a, oh my God, I have to do it to something I look forward to every day. And and that, that that's how I balanced it. it it started, I mean, I don't know how people started off with, I don't know how people's journeys are, but for me, that's how it, it started. It started from a, a chore, but then it became a delight. And, and that's, that, that's how I balanced it. That when, when, when you have a passion, you follow it because that's, that's kind of the definition. And, and I just, and I just did, I followed it. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, I think about that a lot because um, one thing I do um, for listeners is F45, which is like a CrossFit kind of thing. Um, and during the school year, I was so incredibly busy from like the moment I wake up, woke up to the moment I went to sleep, like every minute of it was planned. And like, I love F45 with like my whole heart. I was like, there's no way that I am just not going to be able to work out in this season. And um, so I would wake up at five every morning to go and take the 530 class and then I'd get home and shower and then just go straight to school. Um, and for like, I would say like, a week or two people like hear me say that I would go work out at 5 a.m and they would be like what the heck like what is wrong with you are you insane um which is like a valid point but I think a big part of this I can't I've been trying for like the past two months to think of the equivalence of this um in terms of faith but at least for building habits I've found that the more that your discipline increases, the less obedience you need. And the more obedience that you have, the less discipline that you need. Wait, is that it? Wait, the more that your discipline increases. I think that's it. I think those are the words I used. But like, 
it's kind of like I'll just say this the more you know God the more you'll love him and the more you love God the more you'll want to know him um and and in through that it's like if you have discipline in reading your Bible and meditating on the word and having community and all these good things um all throughout high school even if you like have to force yourself to do it like Josue is saying like it's just a checklist at first the more you'll want to do it um and it's like a beautiful thing because it becomes a relationship like Josue is saying um, and it's also like a relieving thing, but there will also be days where it's like, like if you do your Bible studies in the morning, so there will be days where you wake up and you're like, I just cannot do it today. Like it has been a hard season or whatever. Um, and that's when you have like community rallying around you to fight with you um, and fight for you. But I think a big part of balancing your faith and the demands of high school is being intentional. Like Josue was saying, and just having a time set aside um, and then like building it into your friend group. Uh, and like who you're surrounding yourself with because I know that whenever I started making friends that like went to church with me and that wanted to do life with me in a Christian godly way I like began to want to do them more because I was like like nothing about like there nowhere does it say that Christianity like can't be fun Um, and there are so many incredible programs like where I am and I'm sure where you are if you like can seek them out like our church and our youth ministry it's just like it's just fun and it's also like it's fun to go to, like people love to go to the events that our church holds and that our school holds um, if they do Christian clubs and stuff like that at your school. Um, so trying to find a way that it's like, Christianity is not a tour, like a relationship with the Lord should not be a tour. It's like a privilege, to be honest. It's like, it should be a reward. Um, but if like during high school, making it a priority and, and then like just finding your identity in Christ um, and sometimes it can be like a break. I, I I find Christianity and like doing religion and all my relationship things with the Lord like as a break because it's like, oh, I cannot do this physics homework right now. Let me just go read my Bible. And then whenever I'm struggling, I can just recall scripture um, and just ask the Lord to relieve burdens. Um, and it's just like a relief that I found. Yeah, definitely. I agree with all of that. I think um, something important is just to like I think we've said this just prioritize your relationship with God um and somebody said this I think someone a pastor at our church said Christians don't take days off um and that was something that's always stuck with me because um if I like take a day off from reading my bible it might be a couple weeks until I go back to that because I've like I might have built that habit and then if I might lose that or like not lose it, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so the last question is, what is one bold prayer or hope that you have for the younger generation? Wait, and if uh, before before I go there, I want to add something um, that I, I was reminded of. Uh, so so in, in Deuteronomy, the whole purpose of the book of Deuteronomy is, is kind of to do a like a re, recompilation into and when, when Moses in Mount Sinai and he's, he's giving the, or, well, as, as, okay. When Moses gives the, the whole, uh, like speech about, about like the law and everything, a lot, a lot that stands out to me and what, what, what is repeated is he says, remember, and I think that is, that is a great key that we can, we can use. So he says, remember when I brought you out of Egypt, remember when this happened, remember when that happened. And I think a, a great tool for us when, when, when we go through hardship is to remember, to remember, to remember his goodness to remember uh, what, what he's done for us, to remember who he is, how he's displayed his character through through circumstances and through his hand being in our favor. 
and to remember our first love, you know, in Revelation, when he says, I have this against you that you've lost your first love. So to always go back to those memories, to always go back to those times when, when you were so in deep in love with him. And, and especially in those, those times where, where your heart might be pulled by other things. And like you said, like CrossFit. Um, and for, for me personally, running was, it was a huge pull. And school was a huge pull that I wanted to be the best. And I wanted to, to excel in those things. And I wanted to be better than everybody else. And it brought so much dopamine to me. But I had to understand that my one true lover of my soul is him. And that nothing else, I might enjoy those things. But when I felt that my heart ran towards those things, that I felt that it was, it was wrong. And it wasn't right. And it was, and, um, and I felt that my one true person and my one to go to is him. And so my, my one bold prayer for this, for the younger generation, um, I feel like I am part of the younger generation, right? Uh, I think it's to pay the price. I think, I think that's, that's the major point. I read this book, uh, the price of discipleship, great book. Although it's written in a context post-World War II, and you might say it's a little bit uh, harsh, I do think that uh, the, 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 as theology has progressed and we have postmodern theology, I think they've, they've really hyper, uh, made a hyper grace and really not focused so much on the price that it takes to be a disciple, a true disciple, not just a follower, but a disciple of Jesus. And he who does not uh, take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. You know, he who wants to keep his life shall lose it. He who wants to lose his life shall find it. And I think if we're able to pay the price and, and to allow the pain and the circumstances to really transform us, you know, uh, a verse that I really enjoy is first Peter uh, one, six, it says, so he talked, uh, Peter's talking about trials and says, uh, so he says, you rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer, you suffer grief in various trials. So the proving character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the trials that we go through, and I think that's that's the key, to not let the trials push you away from him, but to make you go towards him, and to allow those things to change our character, and to refine us, and, and to make of us, uh, uh, to make out of us, and to make us have a faith that is refined and is worth more than gold, which is perishable. So that's my prayer for the, for the next generation. That was a bold prayer, but I love it. Um, it's so good. Um, and guys, I remembered it. It's as discipline increases, your motivation doesn't need to be as high. And as your motivation increases, your discipline doesn't need to be as high. Um, I was using the wrong words earlier. But that reminds me um, of Philippians 121, where it says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And um, essentially for my life as the Messiah. Um, I just love that because it's like, our, the whole part of the podcast and the whole purpose, the whole mantra um, and prayer for it is that we learn to live in wholehearted surrender. Um, and it's like, our life is the Lord's. Like we are created to worship the creator. And um, like, we were literally created for worship. Um, and I just think that a lot of times our generation is like caught in this mindset that like, like what, what's the, what's the term carpe diem? Um, I don't remember what I mean. Let me look it up. Um, but like, Seize the, seize the day. day. Just like, seize the day. Seize the day. There we go. I was like, guys, I can't remember it. <laughs> seize the day. Just to like make the most of present time, um, which is true. Like, absolutely. Have fun. Whatever. Seize the day. But also like, that's not our entire purpose in life. And that's not fulfilling at all. Um, and we just have to like bear our own cross. And we're called to do that in the Bible and um, pick up your cross. But 
it's hard in high school and it's absolutely a challenge that you have to like set your eyes on every single day and but I do urge our generation to do that yeah definitely um I think I don't have anything else so if you guys just want to pray with me and we'll close out dear lord thank you for today i thank you for the opportunity that we have to sit down and talk about you and um i thank you that you are our firm foundation and you are our anchor even though um seasons change and life can be challenging um i just thank you that you're always with us you're for us that um you always want what's best for us and i pray that you would just remind everyone that is entering high school um, maybe as a freshman or just entering into a new season um, whether that be school or anything else that you are always with them and you are for them and you go before them um, and I thank you that we can abide in you I just pray that you would be with us um, this week um, I pray that you would be with us this upcoming semester um, and I pray that we just have a great week um, in Jesus name I pray amen Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.